And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your delectation and delight, Mr. William Shatner will give his dramatic interpretation of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. God help us all. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Come inside. The show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. Ugh! He's eating my hair. Who's going to wipe him off the walls this time? Then? Oh God, he's everywhere. Oh my eye, my eye. Ah,、oh, it stings. Welcome, 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 and welcome again to the show. Yes, come inside, come inside. Oh, where have I heard that before? So you've done that.、Mm, yes, <laughs> I'm Crumbly. I'm Adam, and I am Keith. We have no ladies tonight, unfortunately. We're、ah. slightly light on the ground. One、mm, of them、yes. is severely injured. Well, when I say severe, she <laughs> she store she sprained something.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, really? Yes.、Mm. Yeah. It keeps a, a jip, and the other one. Is in the halls of power.、Oh. Yeah, no, she's actually interviewing someone in Westminster, even as we speak. Well, not as we speak, when we spoke, because it's being recorded now. So it'll be two weeks ago. But as you're listening to this, dear listener, but、yes. you know, our Prime Minister in waiting, Dave. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> hello, Dave. Dave. <laughs>、oh, You're、dear. my wife now. <laughs> <laughs> Take me now, Lord. <laughs> That can be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, without further ado, it's time to unzip the gimp mask of information and reveal the news with El Presidente. <laughs> You got on the clipboard today, El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, the new Doctor Who series. Oh, yep, yep. Season six has been confirmed. Ooh, and ooh. Christmas special. Well, they're, they're, they're putting a lot of confidence in season five. Yeah, already but, commissioning、mm, season. Even though it hasn't been sh- yeah, seen yet,、it. they're、that's、obviously、it. happy of what they're seeing.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's good news. And Christmas special, which again,、yep. presumably, unfortunately, be back to being recorded in July. July. Yep. So that will probably have a, a Doctor Light episode. In season five, to, six. Sorry, season six to come for it. <laughs> yeah, presumably. Yeah, unless they've managed to wheedle more time out of the BBC. But there's talk of budget cuts. Yeah, as I said, we we, we、mm, are、oh、just dra- apparently we are now having the green shoots of recovery, but we're just dragging ourselves out of recession. Personally, I don't believe it. We're still <laughs> mired. Yeah, still bogged down. Me thinks.、So. Yeah, but a shooting will begin in July、Ooh. on the new 13 episodes and the Christmas specials.、So、yeah, blinding. That's very good news. That、mm, is. That is. is. And all know, indications. So- this may be a spoiler. Matt. Smith will return. <gasps> <laughs> no word in Grunhilda though. No, a, nothing from Jeans. Good job. 
hope she's not in this for the one, isn't yeah. it? Well, yes. you never know. She could very well be the next president of the We Love Matt Smith. Uh, <laughs> yeah, stranger things mm, has happened. Yes. Uh, like what? That horse becoming Pope. Oh, yeah. Apart <laughs> from that? No, he became a senator. Oh, a senator, sorry, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. What's up? The... The... Hates Grunhilda. Oh, no! Poor Grunny! Yes. Daily Mail. Columnist Alison Pearson has attacked new Doctor Who companion Amy Pond for being too sexy. <laughs> Pearson claims that Pond will be wearing skirts too teeny to blow your nose on, and goes on to say, "Since when was Doctor Who's assistant supposed to be sexy? Um, They're meant to be one of the boys running around saving distant worlds. Um, Is it too much to ask that Family TV remains the one universe yet to be invaded by Nuts Magazine? <laughs> what next?" <laughs> Canine is a pit bull and Cybermen become cyber chicks with metal boobs. Uh, Doctor Four. No thanks. <laughs> I, I would like to repost this if I may. Yeah. One, can I direct you towards the torturet episode Cyber Women or Cyber, cyber Woman, woman yeah, yeah. with with said cyber boobs? Yeah. And and two, did she happen to see any of the original classic series? Leela? Yeah. 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 Perry. Perry. Uh, Perry uh, yes. uh, going back even further, Victoria. She was known as Leather Lungs. Her <laughs> screams actually destroyed one of the monsters. Her screams of pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> now, now. <Yeah. laughs> well, okay, if we're going to go that way. Jamie, he was wearing a short skirt. Fish. <laughs> you could or, see his knees. Or Adric. Yeah, oh, no, let's not go there. <laughs> and JNT. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> well, he's been there. But, but yeah, I. I <laughs> I just wonder sort of what angle she's trying to come at from this. I don't know. She clearly knows nothing about what she's speaking, which is, you know, it's Daily Mail. Yeah, yeah we're more to expect. There's a bandwagon. Let's leap upon it. <laughs> He's got a mouthful of tea. He can't repost. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think Crumbly here has to take a side. Which will it be? Yes. Doctor Who yes. or the Daily Mail? Decide now. Well, my loyalties have to lie with uh, Doctor Who. So. Ah, that's, hey. uh, that's good, lad. That's I was going to say, there's the door. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't like sort of sitting on the fence and getting splinters up my bum. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have my tea. <laughs> Drink your tea, yes. Be diplomatic. Is there any more news? Not immediately, no. Okay. It's a very light news week. It is a light news. Have, have you got any addendum? I, I have at least one addendum, at least okay. one addendum, but I'm just saying it seems to be on the sci-fi front, news <laughs> has taken a pause, a breath, to see what is going to happen next weekend. Yes. Well, all the, yeah, all the Doctor Who news is pretty much quiet. Yeah. Lots of interviews going on, trailers in the UK and the US. Did you see the US trailer? Have you seen the US I've not trailer? watched any trailer okay. after mm. the 3D trailer. I, I have seen... The uh, latest new trailer, which you saw, and you were quite upset because a bit a monster you didn't know was appearing. I haven't so. seen it. I've seen a cl- I've oh. seen a still from it, which, right, right, which gave away a certain uh, yeah. returning monster. I, I know, I know. You, you knew, <laughs> and it was pretty miffed that you actually saw that. Yeah. I have seen the British trailer, and yep. I've also seen the American trailer. Okay, I love the BBC America trailer. Oh, really? Better than you can? Point one, it's slightly longer, admittedly by <laughs> something like 30 seconds ah, or whatever. Okay. But, but slightly cheaper. But it doesn't give anything away. 
You don't see anything new that you haven't seen in the specifically filmed 3D trailer. Oh, okay. It's new scenes, scenes I haven't seen before. Yeah. But there is no shock, horror, gasp information. It's a good trailer, it's interesting, but there's nothing new. Oh, okay. Which was, it's far But I think they should get the guy who's doing the American trailer to do all the trailers. Maybe. My other worry with trailers, even if it's not really spoilerish, yeah. is that once you come see the episode with the clips in, you'll recognise the clips immediately and you're kind of pulled out of it. Yeah, no, you know, that's that clip. <laughs> I can see I can see where you're coming from for that, but you know, yeah. so the American trailer again. I, I love it. It sums up America gets it again. But no, no, we're not going down that path. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my my addendum. My addendum. Yep. Over the weekend, we had a copy of the Times, the British Times, a legendary papers, big mm-hmm. the Times. Yeah, the Times. The Times. The yes. Times. None of these pretenders. No, no, no. <laughs> and it has a picture of Matt Smith on the cover. He has made it. He really? hasn't even appeared yeah. on TV yet in the role, and he's already made it. He's already there. Yep. The news article is actually stating a resurgence of a particular type of Harris tweed. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the thing was, I saw the aforementioned episode, um, copy of The Times, yeah. and uh, on, on the shelf in a... In, in a big department store. I won't yeah. say which one it is, but let's just say you saw Twiggy does a lot of advertising for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And the way the, pap- the way the papers were folded, I mean, yeah. you couldn't see the actual sort of headline. The caption. Know, yeah, the caption. But the thing was, all I saw was this picture of Matt Smith and the headline next to it saying, the Pope is to answer questions about priests. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, what? Is, is Matt Smith the new Pope? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, be. The, the, the article isn't on the front page. It's something like column six on the third third page inside yeah, yeah. but the photo is on the front page oh, yeah. i know i mean i've just thought hey, what's going on here apparently there's been a resurgence in a certain brand of harris tweed mm, yes. that has been forwarded by the doctor's sixth costume yeah lots of people are now trying to get hold of it yeah well, it's not even been on screen yet no, no, not in that costume it. anyway in that costume yeah wow yes yeah, so the mm. power of who mm, yeah yeah <laughs> well, more. it's not well it's not just who that's coming back as well in april i mean what else we've got yeah the third and final season of ashes to ashes coming yeah. oh, yes. yes yes i mean whilst we've fun. got the reimagining of the prisoner yes oh is that finally mm-hmm. coming on yes mm-hmm. and time also, also sci-fi channel they're now running v trailers okay yeah so mm-hmm. i don't know when that is coming that's on but it's probably soon yeah it, k9 australian k9 series i think this weekend no Yes, this weekend. I think it's airing exactly the same time as Who is. That's really dumb. Yeah. But it's the Australian <laughs> version, not the British version. Yeah. So. Mm. Toxicas, I can't remember what channel it is. Don't know what channel it is it's, in this country. It's not the main channels, I know that. Yeah, isn't it? Jet or something? Jet something like that, right? yeah. Mm. But apparently it's airing at the same time Who is. Actually the same time, not yes. the same oh, day. No. Not the same day. The <laughs> same, really well, the same day and the same time. That's really, really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> So, for all these up-and-coming programmes, watch this space. Aye. Yeah. Aye. Or, or that space. Or, or that space. Right, what should we discuss now? Mm. The colour of fluff I find in my navel. The colour of a small green lump of putty I found on my, under my armpit one midsummer's afternoon. That dead pigeon in the back garden. Mm. The two dead swans floated in the <laughs> pond. Little bits of rotting flesh. Sorry. Mm, Doctor Who? Oh, OK. We've been watching DVDs, haven't we? No. Oh, haven't we? No. No, I've, I've done a time myself. Okay. Well, I have, Bob. Yes, watchmen I've been watching. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, right then, so if nobody's watched a DVD, what are we going to do? 
How about yep. why is new Doctor Who so popular? Yes, yeah, I mean that that that's a good one. That is a mm, good question. Yes. Uh, that's a difficult question. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think certainly to some extent may have been uh, placed from the groundwork from the previous series, the classic series. Yeah, of course. The concept, uh, of course, it, is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, with the classic series, through various reasons, it got old and tired. Mm. But the mythology of it, or the sense of it, entered folklore, for want of a better phrase. Yeah. Um, that, that brought people back to yeah. its rows, yeah. mm, but didn't necessarily make them stay for the rest of the season and yeah. the, the rest of New Who series. Why it stayed, and why it's got such phenomenal ratings. Yeah. Well, what we'd have to do is sort of take into account... Well, the Doctor being completely reinvented. All the previous Doctors, I mean, they all had their own sort of various eccentricities, but I mean, they all shared a, a common theme, that of a very sort of dandified person. Of, um, well, you could say sort of in Edwardian dress. Yeah. I'd say that is a correct generalisation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is generalisation. Yeah, but, um, well, for the Chris Eccleston week, as, <laughs> I mean, he was the first Doctor... You know, his style of dress was very much the first to be dragged into the 21st century. Yeah. I mean, black leather jacket, black jeans, you know, sort of basically, he was a men in black. Kind of, yeah. Mm. yeah. Although his jacket was actually based on the uh, kind of German U-boat yeah. captain, wasn't it? Mm, no, I didn't know that. As yeah. was mentioned at one point, mm-hmm. time, I think, mm-hmm. but, yeah. I mean, he was the first Doctor to, you know, to have, have an accent outside of the home counties. Yes, Oh yeah, they, they made, Shrew. made a big bit, big bit mm. about Depends that. Depends if you count uh, Sylvester. Hints of Scottish, but he used to play mm. it mostly yeah. English. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's when he got um, enthusiastic and started <laughs> to gabble, gabble the yeah, lines. Yeah. It, it slipped mm. more into Scottish. And um, as for David Tennant, means very much uh, estuary English, very much all North Kent or mm. um, Essex. Yeah, you know, dropping his H's and very sort of gl- mockney. Well, mockney and yeah. uh, sort of <laughs> silent T's. Yeah, yeah. I think. Looking back to the old series and comparing it to the new series, they have cut out a hell of a lot of extraneous matter. From want of a better word, the stories for the new series enter at episode three. Yeah. Everything is coming down and everything is happening. They're heading straight, breakneck speak, to the end of the story. True. Which I think is more of a pace for television as it is now. Yeah. Because certainly some of the reviews we've done over uh, the past, the, the um, uh, Mask of Mandragora and the Richard mm-hmm. of Fendal, is I have great glorious memories of these, but re-watching them, and they are slow, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, but even old back, two. This is back from the 70s. Yeah, even old two over the, the decades did speed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Compare something like um, Remembrance of the Dark. Yes, yeah. Or Cave Zanzani to, to Seven Part of John Pertwee. Yeah. The difference is incredible. It's, yeah, yeah. So it's only to be expected that it's, it's but, sped up with yeah, the pace of current yeah, and I'm just, I'm just saying, that to my mind, it's been pared down to the bone. Oh, good grief. Yeah. To get it into a 45-minute episode. That's yeah. it. I mean, it's, it's been compressed, I mean, so there's no doubt about that. I mean, some of the classic Who episodes, I mean, OK, they're watchable, but, I mean, especially sort of six and seven part of ones, like, well... Take for instance uh, the Sea Devils, yeah, mm. yeah, or um, oh, Grifales, was it the Silurians or yeah, uh, mm. yeah, yeah. Or the Daleks we watched, yeah, mm. well, the that's it. The other time. I mean, as I say, I mean, they were always getting rather sort of fidgety, sort of waiting for a conclusion to the uh, well, I mean, yeah, I conclusion mean, to the matter. Mm. That's just, I mean, everything is it's basically sort of Doctor Who in a zip file. It's yeah. been compressed down. <laughs> well, certainly uh, the early the seventy ones. They were designed to be watched as 25-minute episodes one week apart. Mm, yeah. So I'll, 
you know, you yeah. don't notice the padding. I suppose not. You're not sitting down to watch no, not, two not, and a half hours of Yeah, you're not sitting down to watch it in bulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. What else? I mean, well, the, the TARDIS, I mean, for another thing. Back to Classic Who again. I mean, okay, I mean, all right. The impression was always there. It was bigger on the inside yes. than it was on, on the outside. I mean, okay, so due to BBC budgetary constraints, it was just like walking into somebody's living room. Yeah. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, but whereas the new TARDIS means that you're walking into a big hole. I mean, that for starters. That's, that is something that got me about the McGann's TARDIS. Yeah. I loved the, the McGann's TARDIS. I loved the look of it. All mm-hmm. the, but I couldn't see how they could maintain that over an incoming series. I don't know. That's, obviously, obviously, it's going to be a fixed set. Yeah. Much as the TARDIS is now. That's it. Although that's, it didn't used to be an old who. No. They'd no. Yeah, Constructing and deconstructing. Yeah, the set kept on getting struck and reconstructed. And yeah. I think that was my problem. I was in that mindset. Mm. You know, they they need to dismantle this set to take it away. How are they going to keep it constructed? They they, they wouldn't Mm. have done, obviously. That's it. I mean, it's... it's, My fears for the McGann TARDIS have been allayed with the the new series TARDIS. Especially the new, new TARDIS, which apparently is even bigger. Yeah, yeah. it has to be a permanent set, which you don't touch. Yeah, oh yeah. But what about the whole family viewing thing? Up till now, in the noughties... Indeed, in the 90s, really, there just weren't any family programmes no. left. Oh, no. And with Doctor Who coming back, suddenly there is again, and nobody well, had th- realised they'd missed it. Yeah, but I think they had. it's a case of um, the family programming, certainly towards the end of the 90s, when, when yeah. Who was going. Yeah, well, wasn't, uh, Yeah, wasn't in vogue. Yeah. Family entertainment moved on to things like Noel's House Party. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was classed as family entertainment. And yeah. That, that, was the, that was the beginning of the quiz shows. And yeah. I thought you were going to say the beginning of the end. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, yes, it was that as well. <laughs> that was the idea. And suddenly they, they have stumbled on this format again. And because we've had 10 years, at least 10 years without this type of format, it's new Mm -hmm. as something for people to sit down and watch because they haven't seen this type of entertainment before. Certainly the kids. Yeah, yeah. And the kids. (laughs) And the children seem to enjoy it. Yeah. And they've got this magic thing where also the adults like it. Mm, It's a bit like a Pixar film where it's kind of aimed at the children, really. But But it works. There's enough enough references to keep the adults entertained it's good enough quality mm, yeah. to please everybody. Yeah, that, that certainly helped it because because mm. Saturday mm-hmm. night is now an event again. Yeah, that and the reality stuff. But yeah, yeah, but just talking drama here. Yeah. We gloss over that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Draw a discreet veil over that. Yeah. What about the fact that the new series is run by fans? I think that was inevitable. Mm. Yeah, does it help it? Or does it hinder it? Is, is um, that part of the reason why it's it such depends? Success? It depends. I mean, I'm not going to go into it now because I have seen. Uh, I know El Presidente ignored it. I'm not sure if um, Crumbly has seen it. But I have seen a clip from episode six. It was broadcast last night. It's less than a minute clip. There is a scene in there where I'm not going to describe it. I found it funny. It is very fanish. Okay. Now, it depends whether they can reference this back history lightly or whether they're going to reference it heavily. Because certainly towards, towards the end of the JNT era... Yeah. You had the Stoke episode of this is the flashback episode, this is the uh, reminder episode, and this is the episode that's based on an episode in the past. Yeah, that's mm. true. And the casual viewer isn't going to know or be interested in this. Well, that's it, I mean, true. they've got to strike a balance. Yeah. yeah. And I think you've got to err uh, towards playing it light. 
Mm. The people we've got at the moment, which is uh, Stephen Moffat and RTD, they yep. are fans. Yep. I think certain, certainly with Stephen Moffat is concerned, he became a writer so he could write who? A bit like David Tennant's became yeah. an actor. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Thanks, that, that is all very well and good, but you can't keep looking backwards. You've got to keep that light. Mm. You've got to keep it very light, which I think RTD, Russell T. Davies did, beginning with simply wiping out Gallifrey, just chucking the whole lot of that past history and said, that yeah. no longer is us. Mm-hmm. We move on. With the exception of um, Great Time War, the Time Lords themselves weren't really sort of mentioned as such, Not well, not in any great sort of detail, until um, the very last episode of the last series. Yeah. When you had the uh, the massed ranks of Time Lords you know, being exalted by um, Timothy Dalton, who was <laughs> spraying saliva everywhere. So. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's not referenced or touched upon at all. Really, no, not so. really, only in passing. Yeah. Yeah, as I say, whereas in the original series, I mean, the Time Lords were sort of, they were sort of mentioned sort of, in uh, sort of episodes like the Deadly Assassin and such. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, you know, where the Time Lords were um, sort of featured quite heavily. Was that part of its downfall, old Who? I don't know. As I said, I think part of its downfall with the original Who, classic Who, was... Again, it fell out. One, it fell out of favour, and two, I think it referenced its past far too much. It began to pander towards the fans rather than pandering towards the general viewer. Mm, maybe. Well, I think also, um, who's the uh, director general of the BBC at that time? Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, yes, I mean, he was looking for any excuse to sort of, well, basically sort of give the uh, Saturday evening uh, yeah, viewing sort of um, a good shake up. Mm. It was a case of him very much or sort of trimming away all the deadwood. Yeah. Yeah, and who at that point in time was very much dead wood, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But, yeah, I think a lot of these people who are in control of Who now, they're inspired by Who to write. Mm-hmm. If not write, then direct. Maybe. I think it's inevitable that they, if it got back into a production, they would do their damnedest to get back in there somehow, even subconsciously. Yeah, I suppose so. And the format obviously has that general appeal. Yeah. So while it's there, make the most of it. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So, anyway, what can we expect from the new series, anyway? And from the very young Matt Smith. Grunhilde. Yeah, and Grunhilde. I would comfortably say more of the same but different yes they've got to try to maintain the stuff that has made it popular mm-hmm. i.e. The, the fun the action I don't know maybe the families if that is what's been contributed to it maybe I know a bit a bit more about Amy than I should and, uh, <laughs> the, than you want to <laughs> at the moment yeah, yeah. And and that so, does make me doubt the family side of it I, I, <laughs> I know I know there's been controversy uh, with uh, Russell T including the rest of the family so to speak yeah mm. but it does how can I put it, ground it more in reality? Yeah. What happens to the people who get left behind? But I think they can't keep recycling old ideas, the Russell T ideas. This is Stephen Moffat. We have to mm. draw a line under Russell T and say, that was, <laughs> again, that's what was popular then. This is what's going to be now. Yeah, which is another great thing about Doctor Who, that it can reinvent itself. Yeah, nice. yeah. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. I've got to admit, I... Yes, we will Ooh, review yes. the first two episodes in the next podcast. Yes. So. Yeah. As I say, I mean, he's going to be the youngest Doctor yet. Yes. Well, the first I, one younger than me. I, mm, yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, what is it, Eccleston was the first one at the same age as me. Tennant was the first one younger than me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Which is a shock. I look forward to it. Yep. Oh, yeah. With bated breath. Oh, yes. And Kleenex. (laughs) 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 
hopped over from last time because we didn't have enough time for it. We have here for your delight and delectation me singing. No, <laughs> Reese Parton's Escape Pod Disc. I thank you. Dear team, I've just been thinking about my escape pod discs, and it'll be a long one with lots to complete in it. OK, here goes. When I'm stranded in the depths of outer space, I would like to have for my DVDs all the Stargate, SG-1, Atlantis and Universe DVD box sets. Yeah. Firefly and Serenity. Yeah. Really, they are a must. Yep. The complete Doctor Who, although after seeing New Who, the old Who DVDs are a bit slow for this 14, soon to be 15 year old Australian, but still. That's okay. <laughs> You've That's got okay. plenty of time to watch them. Mm-hmm. Can... Yeah, I don't know how long it will take. The 2009 Star Trek movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Haven't seen much of Babylon 5, but I'll give it a go. Oh, you should. And if I don't like it, I could use it as a paperweight <laughs> for my books. <laughs> I'm trying to write, and I stress trying, but in space it should be easier. It's most likely I'll be here for a long time. Yeah. Sorry if I've ascended Bab- offended Babylon 5 fans, <laughs> I just haven't seen it, that's all. And I bet I will. You should. Yeah. Okay. The BBC series of Robin Hood, it's a show my parents watch with me, so it'll have to be in there, <laughs> because there really isn't much we watch these days. Oh. Yeah. Sanctuary box sets, NCSI and NCSI LA... Bones, it is great. Castle, with my very own Captain Reynolds, I mean Nathan <laughs> Fillion. Okay. Doc Martin, Midsummer Murders, and really? The Time Team. Yeah. Fake Keith will be glad that you got The Time Team. Yeah. I'm homeschooled, and it helps me learn history. And I love Tony Robinson. <laughs> oh, and on the subject of Tony, the complete Black Adder. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> and the British comedy Red Dwarf Black Books. My mm-hmm. mum got me into that. The It Crowd and the 2005, I think it was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, really? Simpsons and Futurama collections. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll give Battlestar a go too. <laughs> That's what a lot there. It's a lot of DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now to the books. The complete <laughs> works of Sir Terry Pratchett on CD as well. well complete works. Complete works. He's not dead yet. He's not yet. <laughs> well, CD for all of those. In fact, it's sometimes easier to listen to them. Yeah. I'm going to have to have trouble pronouncing this. Ion, Ion Colfler. Owen. Owen. Oh, sorry. Owen Colfler. Jenny Nimmo. John <laughs> Fagan. Gareth Nix. And Philip Pullman. Oh, and Neil Gorman. And all the Narnia books, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, and Douglas Adams. I've not read any of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books, Ooh. but I know they are good and can the complete works of William Shakespeare. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> complete works of William Shatner. CDs and music. <laughs> M- Murray Gold's complete collection. I'm listening to them now, by the way. Oh, yeah. Stargate soundtracks. Queen, mm. The Goon Show, <laughs> and the works of the Australian comedian Tim Mitchin. He is very mm. clever and has some very wild hair. Try Googling a video mm. on YouTube. That should have him there. How about okay. some Kevin Bloody Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't yours. You've done yours. All right. <laughs> well, that's about it for now. But there will be more for the list as I find time. Uh, think more of more to read, etc., etc. Keep up the good work from Reese Parton. Thank you. P.S. 
My escape pod is a TARDIS, but I can't move. It just floats. <laughs> it needs to be. Yep. PPS, if you're all there, which unfortunately they're not. Be nice to real Keith. Thank you. I mean, no offence to fake Keith. I know you must love him, but sometimes it doesn't seem like it. We get lots of making up afterwards. Stop it. PPPS, I was going to ask you not to review the episodes of New Hue, but it might, as I said in one of my other emails, be on Down Under just after the first one airs. In the UK. In the UK. Yeah, they're only a couple of weeks behind, I think, so so probably by the time we get our first view out, it will be about the right time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can you can skip over one, you know. So, well, keep it in reserve. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks, that Reese. Well, thank oh, you. Thank you. Yes. Funky Gibbon, we are here to show you how. Shalalala. Do, do, do the Funky Gibbon. Funky, funky Gibbon. gibbon. <laughs> yes, and judging by that unusual rendition, we're reviewing Planet of the Apes. Hey, the original. Yes, the original. original. Charlton Heston. Heston. Mm. And mm. Roddy McDowell. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Right, so it was, uh, the first one was, what is it, 1967, yes. Mm. Which is towards the end of the first sci-fi boot film boom. Okay, yep. You know, I think there was a period between the 50s and the 60s where they were churning out sci-fi films. Oh, good grief, all the uh, classic science fiction yeah, films of yeah. the 50s. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's just on the tail end of that. Mm. Mm. Well, it's our worst. You know, it's, uh, you know, Planet of the Apes, uh, 2001. Yeah. Mm. So the uh, basic story is a group of astronauts uh, get shot into space, fall into a, a wormhole or spacewarp. Well, it's not clear what... They just seem to be stuck in suspended animation. Yeah. for a very mm, long time. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it, something went wrong and they crash on this unknown planet. Mm, that's yes. It. 2,000 years in the f- near future because of the uh, yeah, but they light speed. They didn't know. Did they know it was 2,000 years? They knew the year, yeah. Oh, they, they didn't did know the year. I, I yeah. just nipped out for that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlton Heston takes a look at the clock just before the, uh, the ship ah, sinks. Mm, right. That's it. To un- their knowledge, it's an alien planet. Yeah, it's certainly. Where was it filmed? Was it the Fox backlot where you got Kirk's Rock? Yeah, all the Star Trek films. <laughs> yeah, I think all it the was. Star yeah, Trek yeah, episodes yeah. of film. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of that particular shape, Rock. It's the one where Kirk climbs up to escape from the Gorn. Oh yeah, mm, I know. It, it's appeared in Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's yep. appeared <laughs> in the Flintstones. Oh really? The film? <laughs> the film yep. Flintstones. Yeah, yeah. It, it's cropped up in a couple of places, and, I, and I'm a great fan of that Rock escarpment. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's the thing. That is, I mean. It's like um, the adventures of um, Robin Hood, the one with uh, Errol Flynn. Yeah. Admittedly, even though it was supposed to be Sherwood Forest, it was actually filmed on uh, Walt Disney's estate in California. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I know, so, so much for the Greenwood. Yeah. I know there's a certain uh, rock escarpment that's appeared mm, in half yes. a dozen science fiction yeah. fantasy. or and it's just, I only know it as Kirk's Rock, because it's the area that <laughs> Shatner climbed up to They should have the killed him there. <laughs> yeah, thrown him off. We wouldn't have had to suffer from that song. No. He would have just bounced. <laughs> but the, the, the landscape there is very craggy and looks, mm, looks yes. alien. 
Yeah, it does, it does. It's very good. And they find humans, or humanoids, which are very, one stave above co- caveman, very primitive. Uh, yeah, mute, apparently. M- yeah, yes. well. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They have voices, they have sound, but they don't have a language. It's it's very guttural, if I remember rightly. <laughs> don't remember them trying to make any kind of noise in no, this I think, first I film. think they were mute, actually. No, I, I, I stand corrected, I, I do apologise. But anyway, they certainly don't have a society. They're more sort of gatherers. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Stone Age primitives. Mm-hmm. It makes very primitive. And at one point, one of the apes is surprised when uh, Taylor, yeah. Charlton Essen character, takes a, uh, a blanket and wraps it around himself as if it's clothes. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. to keep himself warm. Yet all these primitives are wearing clothes. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. It's, yeah, they're, 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 it's the fur bikinis. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, the nice uh, Raquel works one million years BC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fur bikini. Yeah. yeah. Hey! So, yes. Leave it. <laughs> I think it's a combination of the fact that he, um, when they're in the cage, well, after they're caught by the the apes. The apes, which is the Mm. big revelation. Yeah. The humans are being killed and rounded up by the apes. Apes. And, um... The the makeup for the time, the latex makeup, is very very revolutionary, very... Very good, yeah. They are not apes, but they certainly don't look human. You can't see any human uh, features or attributes, and they are more... Akin to apes, mm, even the way they but, move. Yeah, mm. they've also been trained. The way they use their hands. Yeah, but watching, well I, th- I think it was um, on one of the discs. They had a making of. Yeah, and watching the test makeup. Yeah, I saw that. It looks even worse. It did look pretty terrible. It looks, you know, <laughs> they yeah. tried to make it look more human. They did. Mm. They did. And that was a mistake. And the, the action. Uh, they originally got somebody to play Doctor Zayas. Uh, Edward G. Robinson. Mm, I think he's so, yeah. a well-known actor. And I didn't recognise the name, but yeah, yeah. But that's a. They tried to get Edward G. Robinson to play Zayas, and he freaked under the makeup. <laughs> yeah, it's not him who plays Zayas; it's somebody else. I can't remember the guy who actually plays him. Oh right, so, under makeup. I yeah. think it's something like a uh, half a day in the makeup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I think they got it down to three hours by yeah. the end of the shoot. Well, yeah. so it's basically he threw his toys out the pram. Yeah, yeah. That, mm. well, I mean, you, you can't blame him too much but. yeah but that's one of the um, drawbacks of the job though yeah it? yeah well yes why didn't mm. take it <laughs> yeah but yeah. but the the makeup they eventually used is a lot closer and they do look at least like mm. yeah they do they got yeah they got the kind of the ape Mouth. And they can get yeah they can get a certain amount of expression out of it. It's not a mobile yeah. mask. It's all a limited amount of expression, a limited yeah. amount of expression, but you can I mean, get some. I mean, the society that Charlton Heston finds himself in is a very stratified society. Definitely, all the gorillas they're very much the uh, sort of the military or the soldiers. Yeah. You know, the orangutans, uh, government, well, government, I'd say. Government, yeah, yeah they're the government's philosophers, the, the philosophers, that's right, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The scientists, yeah. yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so the chimps are very much the uh, sort of, well, I should say, the sort of scientist. I mean, the everyman, so yeah. to speak. It's mm. very, very, as you're saying, very stratified into race. Mm. There, there are strict castes, but you're cast in, as your race. Mm. You know, chimpanzees, orangutans, mm-hmm. and gorillas. Mind you, one note I must make about the uh, Tim Burton remake. Oh yeah, it's um, offset. I mean, the distinctions even continued offsets. I mean, all the gorillas would be sort of sitting around, sort of having a drink, or uh, sort of you know, sort of playing cards, and all the orangutans would be together in their own group. Apparently, that's true of the original mm. film as well. All oh, right, so it did repeat it. Don't yeah. yeah, yeah. She's odd, isn't it? <laughs> what does that say about us? Yeah, you know? that say about humans. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the story goes on. The humans are mute, and they are, are completely shocked when Taylor actually speaks the immortal lines of "Get your stinking monkey hands." off of me well I think yeah. that's it no get your oh, stinking paws off of me you yeah. goddamn ape mm, that's it take your stinking paws off me you damn dirty ape that's it that's <laughs> it that's it we'll get there <laughs> 
and then it goes into quite a mole section. I yeah. what, what reflecting what would we do if we found a talking ape mm. or something out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah. It felt a bit Star Trek y in that regard. <laughs> well, <laughs> the original yeah. Trek. Yeah. The the apes themselves aren't a mirror of our society at the moment. It it's certainly in the original film, it's still a fairly primitive society. Mm. They have guns. Mm. Oh, yeah. And mm. metal work, but... They, it's a bit inconsistent. Yeah. They have, mm. right at the beginning, you first see the apes, they're taking a photo with a fairly yeah. complicated, high-tech-looking machine, but then you never see another machine like it no. at no. all. No, And th- there's no yeah. cars, no vehicles, everything is horse. Yes. Horse-driven. Yeah, and apart from the guns, there's no high-tech stuff yeah. at all. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. <laughs> well, I, I think well, that... as we'll find out later on, yeah. I think from, from the book, it was a current society. I, yeah. A mirror of, of 20th century society. They're I think they're a higher tech. Yeah, they, mm. there was a conscious decision to downgrade it because it was a case of what would Joe Public on the street take as believable. Yeah, and I think mm. there's a budgetary concern. Uh, as well. Yes, yeah. Having to create cars, things like that. Yeah, cheap. They needed also they needed some way to defend themselves. That's why they had the guns. Yeah, you know. So, but yes, um, Taylor is befriended by uh, two chimpanzees. Yep, Zira and Cornelius. Yes. Yes, haha! I remembered. Yeah, uh, playing the first uh, first time by uh, Roddy McDowell, mm-hmm. who, who Kim Hunter, recru- and Kim Hunter, but Roddy McDowell recreates the ape role quite a few times. He, he doesn't do the second film; he does all the others. Yeah, he's, he's back for all but one yeah. sequel, and he was also in the TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the man most associated with the, the apes. The apes. Mm. Yeah, the, the ape series. saga. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, sort of, he bef- he befriended them. He sort of, he's also a sympathizer to yeah. calls. Yeah, whereas Doctor Zayas is the bad guy. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And he clearly knows more than he's letting on. Yes. There is certain areas of this land that are classified as forbidden zone, which mm. nobody's allowed to go into. And he also, he's also very quick to try to lobotomise Taylor. Well, yes, which um, which was the fate that befell uh, Taylor's um, sort of surviving shipmates. Yeah, is it? If, yeah. if I remember mm. rightly, one, one of them gets lobotomised, mm, the other yeah. gets stuffed. Yeah. Mm, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, I think the stuffed on us kills during the, the, the roundup. Yeah, mm. the roundup. Yeah, they're they're very quick to um, silence them. Yes. So the other poor chap, <laughs> the other the other shipmate, yeah. clearly he did speak. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Zaius quickly uh, got him. Yeah. Um, he he, ob- he mm. obviously went straight to the what he thought was the head, which was probably Doctor Zaius, mm-hmm. and spoke yeah. directly to him. It's a shame you didn't see more of that story. Yeah. Right? Because Taylor is shot in the neck, so yes. he can't speak for quite a long time, yeah. which is how he survives. Survives, he basically, does. yeah. And as the story con- uh, continues, a court case is heard, mm-hmm. to which he's uh, grudgingly allowed to state his case. I'm not quite sure I bought this. Actually, yeah. <laughs> they seemed, even at that late stage, to doubt his intelligence, yet yeah. he was clearly uh, speaking in a very eloquent and intelligent right. way. Well, I, think that's he, it. I, I mean, think he makes a paper aeroplane, which is... Outside their technology, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And yeah. He clearly can put a decent case as to his own rights to live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. you couldn't do if you're just learning stuff by rote. Yeah. But it's a, it's a case of, um, I, I can't remember where the, show, where the quote comes from, but the very intelligent and the very stupid have one thing in common. They always change the facts to fit their views, yes. not their views That's to it. fit the facts. Oh, yeah, you're definitely right. They did know they just wanted to yeah. get rid of him. <laughs> hush it, hush it <laughs> up. Yeah. And he finally escapes, manages to escape, taking uh, uh, Dr. Zayas with him into the mm. Forbidden Zone along with Cornelius and Zira. Yes. Because I think 
Cornelius is uh, an archaeologist trying to find out the history of the planet they're on. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And he has uncovered artifacts which suggest humanity uh, were at one time at a higher level of yes. mm-hmm. technology than the apes are currently. Currently, yes. Mm. Yes. Ooh, heresy. Oh, that's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it. that's it. Yeah, it was against mm. the Book of Law. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah, but we're never really given any idea why the humans underwent this devolution. Or I'm presuming it's explained in latest films. I haven't seen them, though. Yeah, it's never given a full explanation of why the humans are so repulsed, how, how they're, they're, mm. they're treated as a lower class and a mm. deliberate lower class because they cannot be trusted. They cannot yeah. be allowed to propagate. They have to be controlled. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not even sure why they're all mute yeah. either. This language is a natural thing which humans have. Yes. Mm, and will always, even if they've lost their language, they will evolve a new one very quickly. Yeah. So why are they all mute? I don't know. <laughs> but it comes up to the terrifying end, the terrifying cliffhanger. Or, well, the moment of revelation. Thank you, that's the yeah. word I'm looking it for. Was... I'm rambling, randomly rambling. In which Nova, who is a female that uh, Taylor has befriended. That's one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> Numerous times. Diplomatic. I'm thinking Thinking of the age group here, <laughs> who Taylor has befriended, and Taylor marching on into the Forbidden Zone by themselves, leaving behind Zaius, Cornelius, and Zira yep. to discover which is now a, an iconic site, and I think has been, if you'll excuse me, aped in many <laughs> other films. Oh, and spoil it right in the front of the DVD. Yeah, yeah. If you hadn't seen it before, but yeah, the the sight of the Statue of Liberty half buried in the sand. Mm, yes, and the sight of Taylor on his knees banging his fist in frustration going damn you damn you damn you and it, it's quite interesting because as I said that has been aped so many times uh, <laughs> there's quite a few uh, Simpsons mm, cartoon yeah. <laughs> has, has taken the mickey out of that scene so many times yeah for example the um, one episode had the Planet of the Ape musical yep <laughs> of which I will put a clip or two on in the yeah. end of this <laughs> Dr. Zayas Dr. Zayas Dr. Zayas Dr. Zayas oh oh Dr. Zayas <laughs> <laughs> I hate every ape I see from chimpan A to chimpanzee. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they should do that for real, shouldn't they? They, <laughs> they should do it, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's asking for it, some of those lyrics, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so... And, and again, chimpan A to chimpanzee. It, it, it ends... Abruptly begging for a sequel. Oh, yeah, but they never yeah. planned one. They never. It was only one book. Mm. So that is how the book ended. Yeah, I assume. I've never actually read the book, which is remiss of me. No. But yeah. But what about Taylor though? I thought he's a really nasty piece of work, particularly at the beginning. Yeah, he is very driven, shall we say, uh, a character who has a set world and a set of beliefs, and nothing will shake this. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, there one of their, the four crew members died yeah. during the uh, the mm, cryo yeah. freeze. Yeah. And one of the three remaining ones puts a little flag by the side of the lake where the ship went down. Partly, I think, to say this is now ours, but also partly as kind of remembrance to their their lost friend. And Taylor just laughs. Yeah. In a really unpleasant manner. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) This is one of the shipmates. I'm not, again, I'm not sure how close that is to the book, but it's it's a very, he he is a very... Unlikable character. (laughs) Egocentric, egotistical. Yeah, you know, not, the, the not rest... in a kind of charming, almost no. charming way, like Shatner. No, <laughs> no, <clears throat> no. He's um, the the emotions and the feelings of the other character just doesn't really mean a lot 
to him. No. He comes as a shock when he finds them lobotomized and stuffed. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, yeah. it, you can see the character beginning to change there. He goes through yeah. a rapid, rapid change, certainly towards the end. But, yeah, yeah he's, it's a very nasty piece of work. To not, not a character that's easy to uh, sympathise with. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I think the shock and horror comes more from the situation rather than sympathy from that, yeah. from that mm. character. And I think back in its day, it was a big hit. Yes. And obviously all these sequels and TV and everything. Yeah, there's enough money to... And I remember as a kid, even I had a Planet of the Apes playset. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a couple of Planet of the Apes figures, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so obviously it was a big, big hit at the time, but it's hard to see why in many ways now. It, it has dated. It, it, it I mean, the, feel... the, the makeup is still stands up. The ape makeup yes. still mm, stands oh, up. Yes. But again, it's many problems. It's the story, the pacing, and the attitudes behind it that yeah. have dated it. It doesn't seem quite fantastical enough yeah. by today's standards. But again, I think mainly it's the, the great cliffhanger. The... The, yeah. the, end, the revelation of the mm. ending was such a shock. Knows that, but oh, it, that's, yeah, that's it, what it, makes it so notable. Yeah, it's yeah. Lost, just for that jarring scene. It's it's lost a lot in the years. It's been on TV. Everyone's seen everybody it. knows. Yeah, everybody and knows as I said, it's been aped so many times in the Simpsons, <laughs> yeah. Futurama, yeah. Big Bang Theory. You know, mm-hmm. it's I mean, stupid. I think the reason why Planet of the Apes was so successful was because it was holding up a mirror to our own society at the time. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, society's moved on, and that society's mm-hmm. it's mirroring isn't. No. Our site anymore. No, no, so we don't Thankfully. we don't understand some of the uh, context now. Yeah. Simply because it's no longer there it, for it's us. It's not the hard hitting yeah. satire that it might have mm. been at the time. I mean, uh, yeah, it's very true what you say. I mean, sort of it, it was very much sort of um, comparing the sort of society of, sort of the late 1960s, I mean, sort of, mm. you know, the sort of, you know, sort of uh, race riots for Vietnam and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, okay, sort of things were you know, that were very pertinent to that particular, you know, sort of that particular year. Yeah. But on the whole, give it a watch. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. So, yes. oh, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it's one of the ones that you certainly have to watch even mm. if you fall asleep through it you've got to watch it <laughs> I don't think you'll fall asleep I don't think, oh, you, will. No. I don't think no. you will but I mean for its time it was a very radical film yeah Yep. When you consider, really, you've only got a handful of humans in it, all the rest are apes. Well, people, you know, sort of people in very heavy sort of makeup yep, and uh, right. prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. No, weren't well, really apes. Mm. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> mm, yes, yeah, but, but, yeah, watch it, yes. Oh, my God, I was wrong. It was Earth all along. You finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally Anyway, you lovely, lovely people out there, you've all been sending us feedback. Yes, excellent, thank you. He says, Dear Staggering Stories team, how are you all? Yeah, hi, Reese. Fine, thank you. Hello, Reese. If you're all there, well, I'm not <laughs> no. all there. And if you're all there, be nice to real Keith. Thank you. <laughs> Anywho, I'm fine, by the way. Well, I'm very excited. Because at the time of writing, it is exactly one month from the airing of the fifth series and one month from my birthday. Hmm. How many times have I asked Mum and Dad for the complete New Who box set? <laughs> I'm really sure it is somewhere between one and one thousand. <laughs> I think they've taken the hints. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Now, after hearing podcast number sixty-six, I'd like to apologise to Win. <laughs> I know that's not right, but the only Welsh name I know is my own. Win sounds <laughs> spelt spelt like that sounds the same because of Jean sigh when she reads out my email. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, after hearing the, that episode, I went and watched all of the trailers, and they were great. Yeah, oh, yeah. they weren't shown, shown down under at first. No. The first one I was 
was sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, I want to see this. Oh, wait, I have. Mm. <laughs> we the felt se- the same. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The second one was interesting, and Gene is correct about how young young David was. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. But he was still a very, very, very good looking. <laughs> and no, I don't know if I'm going to be gay or not. <laughs> But David would be a very good reason to be. Gosh, <laughs> did I just say that? Your man oh, crush. Yeah. <laughs> a bromance. That's the one. The third one wasn't the best, but it was good. The fourth one yeah. had, as Real Key said, the strange, strange creatures playing on it. Yes. Mm. And I absolutely love that piece. True. Yeah. The fifth one is only good because it had Karen Gillan <laughs> and Matt Smith. And was it just me or did he have a cold? So, to sum up, the first and the fourth are both number one because the first was so good and the music on the fourth well and then there is a fifth next there's the second one last is, an, is the number third one uh-huh. uh, the, uh, the split screen yeah, the, mm. the, the, the world's yes. collide Martha, trailer. Yes. Yeah. one more thing I'd like to list my favourite and possibly my least favourite songs from the Doctor Who albums Ooh. oh yeah well the ones that come to me from the top of my head yep. I'd also like to hear your opinions of them possibly each one mm. so here okay. goes the strange strange creatures doomsday the Doctor sings both of them but the series 4 one is beautiful epic and sad both the unit ones both the face of bow ones the cyberman theme the dalek theme tooth and claw <laughs> the impossible planet the beginning of the hologram oh yeah it stays with me all the time yep madame du pompadour the theme song for the show both of them the gallifrey theme the master tape the carrier knights moth's theme rose's theme at first it has the cuteness of the character then it gets a bit sad yeah father's day the future kind very fast song very good Blink, sweet. Mm-hmm. The Doctor Forever, Song of Freedom, and the end of the Planet of the Ood. It was in there, but not so big and exciting. The Source, a noble girl about town theme. It was funny. <laughs> Davros, Doctor's daughter. And don't say anything about her, El Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. Well, now, that's about it for my best, but I'd like the rest except for Boomtown, just because I think it was El Presidente. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. goodbye for now. Please read out my emails. Always do. You and the other listeners thought about what I've said. My escape pod discs, my favourites and least favourites, and anything else you might want, yeah, like to say from Reese Parton. Thank you, Reese. P.S. Watching Doctor Who in high definition is brilliant. <laughs> I don't want to brag, but El Presidente is lucky. Oh, I look forward to seeing it in high def. Yep. Yeah, there's so many tracks. Oh, I can narrow these down. The top one is unquestionably easy for me. Yeah, I can narrow these down to a handful. This doesn't necessarily mean I don't like the others. These are just my favourites. Yeah. Do you want to go? Or I think we probably shared the top one. Okay, Doomsday? No. no. Oh, okay, no. My one changes between Doomsday or Gallifrey. Gallifrey for me. That's alternates. Yeah. I think mostly Gallifrey, but Doomsday as well. Doomsday's up. Yeah, yeah I'll say Gallifrey. I, I love Doomsday. I love Doomsday yeah. until Gallifrey came along. Yeah. That's what I you know, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Other one I like is all the strange, strange creatures. Yes, yes. yes. I also love from the recent lot the rueful fate of uh Donna Noble. Yeah. I'd have to re-listen to that. Yeah, it's it's the it's the track that basically plays when you're in uh, left turn when she realises she's got to step in front of the car, the van. Oh yeah, and when the doctor takes her memories. Oh okay, it's that mm. it's that track that okay. plays then. It's, Doesn't ring any bells, but also uh, from the latest series, pressing need to save the world. Okay, that's the that's the name of the track. A pressing need I'm to save the world. I'm not so familiar with the third one. I do have it. Yeah. Uh, also from this little lot, impossible planet. Yeah, that's a very good one. Tooth and Claw. Mm. I, I, I like I like the drums. In okay, there. I like the uh, the string work on the um, Impossible Planet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we have one here. I don't recognise the name, yeah, so no, I think he's a new guy, a newbie. Yes, kind of. Yes. Yeah, or it's from 
Evil Dave. Evil Dave. Mm. Husband to Brandy, who gave uh, ah, the audio yeah, feedback. Yes. Okay. Hello, staggering storytellers. And the he- oh my god, we haven't no, we haven't said hello to the head of Pertwee ourselves yet. No. Hello, oh, head, head of Pertwee, who's going to send evil Pertwee rays at us? Yeah. Well, oh blimey, I mean this email's all about vampires. He's, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, bar- yeah. he's burying his teeth over yeah. there. Yeah. Mm. Right, hello, staggering storytellers and head of Pertwee. Pertwee. Mm-hmm. I've recently subscribed to your podcast and enjoyed it immensely. Oh, thank you. Thank you. In the last episode, you mentioned how mopey, reluctant vampires <laughs> are a recent trend in film and television. Yeah. I'm a self-confessed goth, and so I know a little about vampires, although I am by no means a fully-fledged fang boy. Fang boy. <laughs> mm. I thought I'd emphasise that. Yes. Uh, in folklore, the vampire is a murderous fiend, a corpse possessed by a demon. Like in the case, sorry, like Pertwee, like Pertwee. <laughs> in the case of a, the literary vampire, however, reluctance and pensiveness was always mm-hmm. there from the start. Mm. Varney the vampire, eighteen forty-six. <laughs> not, not Reg Varney. Not Reg Varney, though. No. <laughs> it's a good life on the buses. I'm going to smack him in a minute for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you, Butler. Sorry. Uh, eighteen forty-six is a penny dreadful by James Malcolm Raymer. In the novel, Varney not only walks in the daylight. Uh, but constantly resents his vampiric nature. Mm-hmm. He finally flings himself into a volcano, lest he, lest he killed again. Mm-hmm. John Polidori was the personal physician for Lord Byron, and in Polidori's novel, the vampire is very much inspired by the romantic poet. Modern vampires, in turn, often share the Byronic qualities of self-exile, pensiveness, and excessive drama. (laughs) So the vampires in Twilight, True Blood, and Vampire Diaries are more in tune with the literary roots than hard-as-nail vampires in 30 Days of Night, Near Dark, or Nosferatu. Mm. Of course, which one you prefer is clearly up to your personal tastes. Mm, well, I must interject. I mean, um, the vampires in Salem's lot, I mean, they're very true to their natures. I mean, basically, they're just sort of evil, nasty, blood-sucking nightcrawlers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither view is necessarily correct or incorrect. However, for a different look of vampire relationships, you can do no better than the Swedish film Let the Right One In. Ooh, Swedish oh, yeah. film. <laughs> It balances the oh, gruesomeness and loneliness. It, vampires, it balances the gruesomeness and loneliness of being a vampire quite beautifully. I have come to suck your blood. Looking forward to future podcasts, Evil Dave. Evil Dave. The mm. Inside Outcast podcast. Yes, indeed. I have heard of Let the Right One In, and I've wanted to watch it, but I missed it when it was at the cinema, mm. and I haven't had a chance to catch it. But... I will. Mm. I have heard of Varney the Vampire. I have heard him before. I've heard about it. I've never read it. And I will give you give you the notes that vampires do wander around in the Arthur. daylight. It, yeah, it's just a personal t- taste. I, I'm going to admit, if you're you're stripped of all morality, all, yeah. all all social conventions, I would know personally. I'd be running around ripping out throats left, right, and centre, mm, not trying to be good. Not just that. You just can't be bothered to watch whiny teenagers. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, not at all related to that. We have another one from Reese Spartan. Ah, oh. hello, Reese. Long time no hear. Yeah. He says, "Okay, then I'm going to bore you to death with my voice from now on." <laughs> That's right, I'm going to send some audio comments and you'll be lucky if you don't think my voice is annoying. <laughs> I do. So if my dad teaches me how to send some audio feedback, you get it before you release number 68. Looking forward to it. But you missed 68, I'm afraid. But yes, we're looking forward to it. You know, I'm really looking forward to Matt Smith being the Doctor. But he is only 13 years older than me. David Tennant was at least another 10, but still, feels weird. 
I'm counting down the air dates of the fifth series and my birthday. And real Keith, I keep listening to the old podcast and I feel sorry for you about the Sarah Jane incident. <laughs> <laughs> Thank not, you. I'm not going to say the whole thing through. <laughs> Thank you. P.S. <laughs> OK, when Dad gets home, I'll get him to help me with audio. Nope, not come through yet. <laughs> PPS. I might send you too much audio feedback for you to be happy with, so you might have to get used to it or have me on the show. <laughs> but but then my feedback isn't as intelligent as some of the other listeners. <laughs> I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure it's not. Thank you, Reese. As you said, from your writing, it's only a month. From this recording, it's only a week. Think how we feel. Less than a week. Less, yeah. less than a week, yeah. It's, it's Monday the 29th. Yeah. It's, yeah. April the 3rd. Uh, 3rd over here, yeah. 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 Saturday. So, so this Saturday. Think how we feel. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Bounce, 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 bounce. Sorry. Right. We have one here from Naya. Hello, Naya. Hey, Naya. She says, hello, Staggering Stories team. Hello. This will be a short note as I haven't seen Being Human or Alice in Wonderland yet and so have little to contribute. Oh, you always have lots to contribute. Lots. <laughs> you are not alone, fake Keith. Movies, even in 2D, give me a thundering headache. So I have mm. to say, really, really want to see it in a theatre rather than wait to rent the DVD. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I'm thrilled it sounds like the whole team will be at Galley. Um, unfortunately, I won't be due to financial constraints. But we're going to no. do our best. We'll, we'll, ha- we'll have a little carb- cardboard cutout yeah, so crumbling. cardboard cutout crumbling. Yeah, <laughs> we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At last, I can learn to reliably distinguish between the voices of Crumbly and El Presidente. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm terrible at voice recognition. Says Keith. <laughs> Keith, you're more than welcome for, you know, to the brownie recipe. Oh, thank you. Gene, you're right. I don't suffer fools gladly. <laughs> but as none of you are fools... You haven't met us yet. <laughs> you want to bet about <laughs> I look forward, as always, to your next podcast and to meeting Jarl in person. <laughs> now... If nothing else, I'll be able to teach you all to say how to say "yarl" properly. <laughs> P.S. A quick, a quick P.S. about Jean saying some of the people listening to this have got degrees. She's right. I've got two. Ooh. Oh God! <laughs> well, <laughs> inferiority complex. I know. Why, why are you listening to us? <laughs> yeah. Actually, some of us recording have got degrees. Actually, uh. only only the one in my case. But uh. <laughs> well, I've got City and Guild. Is that contagious? Meep. <laughs> <laughs> Staggering stories, the thinking fan's choice. <laughs> Naya. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Naya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're pleased you have such high aspirations. <laughs> Interesting tastes. Mm. Yeah, we look forward to meeting you at oh, definitely. Gallifrey yes, next year. Definitely. At least four of us, I'm sure. Mm. Look forward to meeting you at Gallifrey. Yeah. Well, the three, two, three of us who are two of us are going to be looking forward to meeting yeah. you at <laughs> Gallifrey next And a large co- life-size cob will cut out of myself. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Right, uh, we have a a big one from Misha. Ooh. Hello, Misha. Hello, Thank Misha. you for your big one. Yep. Uh, okay. Hello, team. And, of course, the head of Pertwee. <laughs> it's been a while since I've got, got my act together to send you any feedback. I like to claim a nasty combination of real life and nerdery taking over. Nerdery. The nerdery, if you're interested, involves setting up a fan forum. www.markwatsatfancom. Plug, plug. Markwatsonfans.com. Mm. No, not markwatsonsfans.com. Plug, plug. Is mm. that a, a show notes thing? Or? It will be. It will be. Okay. I have no idea who Mark Watson is. So. But we'll plug it anyway. We, we don't care. We'll plug anything. <laughs> to investigate. <laughs> yep. And catch up on your entire back catalogue. You mad fool. In one go due wow. to a combination of clicking the wrong thing and OCD completism. <laughs> or oh, bad combination. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm afraid this might be an email with a few internal parts, so feel free to edit as you see fit. 
Okay. No way to see. Are we ready? Yeah. Right. Twilight. A brief mention for this. I have, much to my shame, actually read the books. Yeah. A friend lent them to me for the first one as I came down with glandular fever. <laughs> I was unable to get out of bed to reach the bookshelf. Hence, I read the only thing I could reach. <laughs> read the other books through a weird compulsion to find out what happened. Hated them, incidentally. I found myself in Smith's today and the sheer volume of vampire chick lit. Anyway, the less said about that, the better. <laughs> it's OCD again, isn't it? Yeah, I think that is the OCD kicking in again. Being human, I've been watching this since the first series, and it's one of the very few programmes I really properly liked, yeah. as in watching it over and over and discussing the new episodes on Monday morning liked. Now, I know there are plenty of people who have said Series 2 was better, but personally, I preferred Series 1. Not alone. For one, it was a much more light-hearted, relatively, yeah. and for another, it didn't make me nearly wee myself with fright on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> I had to read that twice for a moment. <laughs> yes, like a proper Who fan, by Series Final, I was hiding behind my hands, clutching my blankie, mumbling... I don't like it, I don't like it, I don't like it, and crying. <laughs> and yet, I couldn't look away either. Surely that's good telly. Yeah. Before you query, yes, I am 17. Yes, my nine-year-old brother did have to hold my hand <laughs> when we watched Waters of Mars together. I'm a wuss of the highest order. <laughs> Overall, I really enjoy the series, particularly the 60s flashback. Oh, yeah. The hair... And as for the ending, I was well into my pathetic crying by the time Annie came back on the TV screen. Yep. And I'm not too ashamed to admit I couldn't then pull myself together and cried for about 20 minutes afterwards. Wow. <laughs> There's only two other programmes to have made me do this. One of them at Who and Torchwood. Mm. It was a cracking ending, though. The return of Henrik, the death of Kemp, who bets he'll be in a supernatural thread. Mm. Interestingly, we saw Lucy die, but we didn't see her crossover. Yeah, I thought about that, yeah. Is that going to be a plot thread in the next series, maybe? Either way, I can't wait to see, even if it does frighten me into a corner. Mm. Alice in Wonderland yep. went to see this in 2D with a friend they took me interestingly mm. I still ended up with a stonking headache from it but <laughs> I think I need my eyes tested visually it's a very nice film to look at but like Avatar I'm not sure the plot itself is strong enough to draw me back to watch again no. I generally like some of the characters like the Mad Hatter and the March Hare not to mention the Cheshire Cat <laughs> I like Stephen Fry and Cats heaven <laughs> a couple of points niggled me one were the White Queen's eyebrows. Nitpicking, maybe, but they went to an effort to give her light hair and pale face makeup, and they could have at least whacked some talcum powder on the eyebrows. Oh. And the other was the god-awful dance. Why? <laughs> Just why? Otherwise, it was nice, but I'd wait and see it at home. Yeah. Uh, I think Fake Keith had a word about the dance last. She did, yeah. Yeah, yeah she yeah. didn't like that. Yeah. Other. Was amused by the convention of camera. I went to one of their events with a friend. Long story. If you ever get the chance, try cider called Pook Hill. Don't. It smells like a farmyard and tastes even worse. So it's good then. <laughs> That's real ale for you. Yeah. Anyway, Ooh, my yes. apologies for the accidentally epic email. No problem. Hope you're all well. Yeah. Yep. Lots of love. Misha. Thank you, Misha. Thank you, Misha. Thank you. We're all kind of well, apart from Jean, maybe. But. Yeah, no, Jean, Jean sprained something, so she, she's under the, the pills at the moment and at home resting. Yes. I'm sure she'll be back, fighting fit for the next one. She better be. Yeah. 
OK, we have one here from Chris. Hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. He says, Greetings to the Stagmarist Tories team and the beheaded Navy Lark Petty Office. <laughs> <laughs> Long time no right. Must have fallen through a CVE or something. You're back now. First up, I have a 30-second recommendation for you. Start the clock. Taken is a US miniseries from 2002, executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Involved with alien sightings and alien productions throughout American history, it follows four generations of three families through their experiences. The Crawford family heads up the US alien investigation department, the Keyes family experience the darker side of the aliens and try to fight back, and the Clark family experience the gentler, more empathic side. The time frame of the series starts in World War II and takes in the Roswell sightings, the Cuban Missile Crisis right up to present day. Addressing some of the cliches such as flying saucers, the crop circles taken both some excellent performances notably from joel gretch as a thoroughly repellent owen crawford and the very young dakota fanning as the final result of this whole business ali i sort of more 50 seconds mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, no i mean i do actually remember watching taken on television and it was a yeah. very good series huh? yeah i vaguely remember is that mm. the one with matt frewer as well yes yeah that's yes. right yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. One. yeah it was okay uh, anyway chris continues Secondly, further to, to the discussion in the last podcast about colour associations with different series, I thought I'd share with you the colours I have for the different Doctors. Ooh. They are the first Doctor, turquoise blue, the second Doctor, royal blue, the third Doctor, plum purple, <laughs> fourth Doctor, dark green, fifth Doctor, sky blue, sixth Doctor, orange, seventh Doctor, violet, eighth Doctor, red, ninth Doctor, dark brown. Mm. Tenth Doctor, Lime Green. And the Eleventh Doctor, an early one here, Navy Blue. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that you've printed them out in the actual colours. Mm, yeah. Well, he sent them through in the email in the colours. Ah, right. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I tried to replicate that in the final printout. Like last time, I was wondering if you had any opinions on this. Well, wow. Chris. Mm, yes. Wow. Uh, this, is, this is getting deeply psychological. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to go down this path. Ah, okay. Let me, uh... yeah, I, I, okay. I have to admit, at the moment, I haven't got any real colours for the 11th Doctor because mm. I haven't seen him. No. You know? Does Tweed mm. count as a colour? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Psychoanalysis by colour uh, um, association. That's rather um, deep and meaningful. That yes. Is. See, first Doctor, I'd probably go for black. Yeah, I, I would certainly, certainly yeah, a, a darker, sort of a darker moody purple or, or, or blue mm. for him. Mm. Sort of. Second Doctor, I'd go for something a bit brighter, a bit more jolly, but it's all a facade, really, with the yeah. second Doctor. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know I how you'd represent it. If we want to get technical, I'm going along with sort of the burnt umber. The, it's a yeah. nice, raw, uh, cosy orange colour, but it's dark because there, there is that underlining... He knows exactly what he's doing, yeah. and everything he does is a front. Yeah. Third Doctor, I'll probably more go uh, a sparkly gold because he was very light action-orientated, a very light colour. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fourth, mm, that's difficult. I'd, I'd say probably a burgundy again. Certainly late fourth doctor for late fourth doctor yeah. that, yeah, that sort of image <laughs> yeah. brooding but also sparkling with colour yeah, mm. yeah. yeah I, I, I'd agree with the fifth doctor sky blue yeah light yeah. and breezy yeah definitely uh, sixth doctor ooh a neon green something loud yeah something loud and bright uh, seventh doctor again what he's got here violet I would go with a very very deep colour mm. there's like like the, the second doctor there, again yeah. there's a lot of undercurrents a bit of clowning but underneath it all, yeah, yeah. Eighth Doctor. Now, this is the difficult one, because we didn't get enough of him on the TV series. Yeah. I hated the BBC Books version. I really detested okay. this. That's the only Doctor I've hated, 
but that's okay. the BBC Books version. Because of the big finish, I'm beginning to like again. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd go probably reddish. Yeah. Uh, again, a dark one for the Ninth Doctor. All the yeah. angst. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a very deep, almost midnight blue. Yeah. Lime green again. Tenth Doctor. Yeah. I'm not sure if it will be light green or, you know, this is the difficult one because you've got the, the angst, but you've also got the enthusiasm. Yeah. And the manic. Yes. Yeah, so I'm thinking sort of maybe a neon red, you know, for the, the manicness. Mm, yeah, Again, yeah. I can't do anything for the 11th, 11th Doctor. Doctor we're, we're unsure, yes. Excellent. Ooh, we have one here from JD. Hi, JD. Hello, JD. Hello, team, and the thing we call the head. <laughs> the head. <laughs> Just watched Avatar for four weeks before it's slated for DVD release. Oh. I got it from the legally purchased video store. Say no more. Uh-huh. I thought it was amazing. Okay. I do not appreciate mm. the bashing you guys gave it. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I would beg to differ with that. I mean, um, myself and uh, Auntie Jean, I mean, we loved the film. I mean, yeah. I think we were all more sort of split down the middle. That one, we were. if I remember mm. rightly, that one did split the podcast. We weren't all unanimously against it. and it, Oh, no, I mean... No. We had a discussion. I didn't think much of it, but <laughs> some of us did. Mm-hmm. It had all the right people. Riley, the kick-ass helicopter pilot from Resident Evil. I know that you guys will probably not do a podcast seeing how the Easter release might impede that. Not to mention the fact that we get new uh, new Who in one week. <laughs> mm. But I'll need to look on the bright side, and at least you guys will have lots of chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it won't be full of piss and vinegar and won't bash anything. Oh. Which is unlikely. <laughs> Hyperactive. You <laughs> know. certainly hope we don't have to bash anything next episode. Hopefully we're going to love it. Mm. I can't wait to see new Doctor Who. Ah. Hey, Zoe from Firefly slated to guest star on Warehouse 13 yes. Season 2. Yes. yes. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Well, don't become Radio Free Scarrow and bash everything you come into contact with, or nobody will listen. <laughs> I think Radio Free Scarrow do quite well. I think they do better than we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing with podcasts. I mean, especially if there's quite a few members of a team. I mean, it does pay to have a divergence of opinion. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it does, yeah. And yeah. society is all right. This is a democracy. where you know, So we are all allowed to have our own um, opinions on such As long as you do what I say. Well, <laughs> I think often we actually agree more than. Yeah, yeah it's probably we, healthy for us. But we, we like mm. we like stuff more than we should. I think. But yeah, but maybe. sometimes it does pay for us all to lock horns. Yeah. P.S. Caves of Angelzani is the best story ever. <laughs> Beware of the weeping angels. Mm. Don't blink. Don't blink, and you're dead. Don't turn your back. Don't look away, and don't blink. Good luck, JD. I blinked. <laughs> oh dear. It's the end of JD then. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hope they don't ruin him. It's the only danger of bringing back such yeah, a, yeah. a great I mean, villain. It, it's like like the Borg yeah. from Star Trek. They were absolutely ruined. Yeah, they were fantastic until until I Borg really. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it's called. Right, we have a thirty-second review from Benjamin Elliott, yeah. and it's unusual because he's not actually reviewing a TV program. No, oh. and it's a heck of a lot longer than thirty seconds. But yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I shall do my best, and I shall attempt not to fumble my words. But here we go. 30-second review, DVD region hacking, used before the July DVD release in the US. DVD region hacking is a proud and noble tradition mm-hmm. brought that about because of certain studios in Hollywood decided that the DVD format threatened their business model. To ensure everyone had to buy titles in the local country instead of shopping anywhere around the world. Region codes were put in place to hobble players and discs. It is entirely legal to have your DVD player to be region free to play just about all discs around the world. However, makers of the player get pressured to include the codes. Step 1 for the hacking. Do not 
open your machine and play around with a soldering iron. Your safety is worth much more than a $40 DVD player. Hmm. If this is your only way to make your player region free, buy a different machine. Yep. Definitely. Step two, research your player. Type DVD code search into a search engine. Mm. Have people found codes to rework your player that only require the use of your DVD mm. remote. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did that with mine, yeah. If so, your player can be made region free. If not, you'll need another machine. Hmm. Also, pay attention. Some Panasonic and similar machines release players that only handle NTSC video or only handle PAL video. PAL, yeah. Mm, yeah. If your player is one of these, there is no point in changing the region. Mm. Step three, buy an affordable DVD title from another country that will not play on your machine due to region coding. So you can make sure that your hack worked before you buy anything expensive. Yeah, for a good idea. Step four, follow the directions you found to update the player using your remote. Does that work? Try a couple of times. If it failed, maybe you need another machine. (laughs) Sorry. I keep hearing that there are ways to make Blu-ray players region-free, but I've not found them yet. Region hacking makes DVD players better. Regards, Benjamin Elliott. Excellent, thank you for that. Well, thank you mm. for that <laughs> informative piece, Benjamin. Yeah, very important. Obviously, he's got the new um, Doctor Who yeah. releases in mind with the uh, chopped out um, Beatles bit. Beatles bit, yeah. We have another one here from JD. Hello again, Hello, JD. JD. JD says, hello team. Hello. Hello. Sorry about this, man. I'm turning into that one chap who emailed you guys like five times. Well, I saw saw the men who stare at goats last night. Oh. I wanted to give you some feedback on it. It's one I missed. It's one I wanted to see. It's about a reporter in Iraq might just have a story of a lifetime when he meets Lynn Cassidy, a guy who claims to be a former member of the US Army's New Earth Army, a unit that employs paranormal powers in their missions. I thought it was hilarious because the people who written it must have been on LSD when they wrote it. Yeah. George Clooney is very good, and it's not stupid like, oh, brother, we're out there. (laughs) Tony recently called this... Called this what? Mm. I don't know. His email just stops dead. Oh, no. that, that sounds ominous. <laughs> it does. Has somebody nobbled him? He, he's commenting about Tony. Has Tony nobbled him? Probably. Oh, that's <laughs> it. That's Ego scary stuff. Everywhere. Well, I hope you're okay, JD, and uh, yep. good yeah. luck. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to take a look at it. I've heard good things about it. Yeah, uh, I, I have. It. It's one that I wanted to catch when it was on the rounds and just missed it. I'm sure it'll be on TV or DVD shortly. I'm sure mm-hmm. it will. Now we have some audio feedback here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the feedback from Robert or Bob or Kate. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't push, Tony, don't push. <laughs> Hi guys, um, it's me, I'm here with some more feedback. Uh, if you're wondering what all that was about, it was um, Tony saying that um, he was going to show me what being the adric of Doctor Who podcasting really means. <laughs> Back against the wall. I appear to be on some sort of space freighter. If I look oh, yeah. out the window... Oh, look, I can see the earth. See the earth. Oh, look at that. Ah. Anyway, uh, before I get to feedback, uh, just a couple of things I want to clean up with you first. Clean up? Mm. The, the whole Kate thing. Oh, you've, <laughs> you've got him started on one. It, you know, he picks something up and, you know, it, it, he rolls with it. I'm now officially <laughs> Kate it. on the uh, Flashing Blade podcast, you know. But yep. I'm not going to let you guys get away with it. Oh, dear. Because if mm. any of you uh, call me uh, Kate anymore, they will be dead as that squirrel. 
Or squirrel. <laughs> yeah, the uh, squirrels are big uh, up here. Yeah. And uh, black out of the third joke there. Um, anyway, uh, second thing is... It, it's Yes, you noticed the mistake, fake Keith. I said four in the first place, and then it was five. Yes, it, I mean, it's not like you've <laughs> ever made a mistake. Is it fake, Keith? Her shoes got possessed. No, her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a petty man with too much time on my hands, really. Anyway, uh, back on to feedback. Uh, well done on the uh, being human um, thing. I really enjoyed that one. Well, thank you for your uh, thank Thanks for reading out my uh, feedback for that. Yeah, and um, you were commenting on the fact that... Um, and he uh, has only one outfit. Well, they did choose that outfit, especially because it was so adaptable. <laughs> and it's supposed to change with her uh, moods. Oh, really? Uh, well, all I can say now is we've got the Siffy version on in America <laughs> to look forward to. Look forward to. <laughs> Whoopee. <laughs> Seriously, America, please don't hurt it. <laughs> one of my favourite programmes. Please tell me the fact that they're thinking of turning Mitchell into a girl yeah. isn't uh, not true. Please. Sure is, I hadn't heard that. Oh, God, yeah. it would be George and Mitchell, wouldn't it? Oh, God, no. <laughs> just, just anyway, ignore, moving on. Just, just ignore it like we ignore oh, life on Mars. Yeah, it's getting really close, you know. No, I swear I've seen this situation before. It, it'll come to me. I'll, it'll come to me. <laughs> anyway, what else is that? There's something else is coming, isn't it? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Something happening next Saturday. Um, no, the dog isn't going for his bath. No. <laughs> oh, K9. Oh, I know. K9's back. It's Doctor Who. Oh, that too. Doctor yeah. Who's yeah. back, everybody. It's coming along. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's been a long, long time. Well, um... If you've seen the opening minutes that were put out on last Saturday... Yes. No. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no, it, it, <laughs> it looks fairly good. I just want to know how the heck did the Doctor get from clutching onto the uh, console that- to hanging out of the door? <laughs> I don't get how that happened. He's sitting in the corner going, uh, la, 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 Well, other than that, I've got some predictions for... The, you guys in the podcast after. Nope. Right. My main prediction is I don't think anybody will be in any fit state to um, you know record the next podcast <laughs> apart from Crumbly. <laughs> well, why? first off, Gene will uh, be too busy running the I Love Matt Smith fan club <laughs> podcast. Um, she'll always she'll often be spotted with a uh, I Love uh, Matt Smith T-shirt with a. Cheesy heart graphic with his picture in. <laughs> Dad, Gene, Gene, put 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 the chair down. <laughs> she would if she was uh, El Presidente yeah. will be found uh, submerged in a bath of ice water. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> due to seeing a whole episode's worth of Brunhilde Nobnacker. <laughs> and really um, the, the real Keith will have um, exploded with excitement. <laughs> actually, have gotten to see the uh, episode. Um, it's the new and, console. Well, Fake Keith will mm. be too busy clearing up after the real Keith. <laughs> yep. Um, so she won't have seen it. So the only person that will have actually seen it or will be there to um, podcast about it will be Grumbly. So um, hello. Look forward to seeing your next podcast, Grumbly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's about it, really. Uh, all that uh, remains for me is to say uh, bye, bye, guys, and see you next podcast. 
Thank you. Thank you. Mm. See you Thank later. You. Oh, now I know where I've seen this kind of situation before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the, the whole space freighter and Earth thing. It was in yeah. it was in Earth shock when Adric oh, was on the freighter headed The sound of a penny Earth. dropping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Hold it. Tony. Tony. <laughs> Tony, please. Let me in. Let me in. Please. <laughs> Tony. Oh, oh, God. What? <laughs> <laughs> When that T Rex. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hunts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure uh, out why that end bit. Okay. Happy days. Yes. Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, I thought for the crash, you know, but no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yes. I think I'll probably more explode from the inside of the console room and the new console myself. I think I'll be sp- exploding in an entirely different way. Huh? Yeah, yeah, but uh, we all want to know about your smutty little. <laughs> you should see his bedroom. It's part covered in Ter- Karen Gillian wallpaper at the moment. Between Hilda Nobnaka. Yes, crispy to the touch. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of late breaking feedback here. Oh, blimey. We have one here from Wynn. Oh, hello, hello Wynn. Wynn. He says, Dear team, you've all done stimulatingly well. <laughs> <laughs> Should we be reading that like Gene? Uh, probably. I don't think I'm physically clear. <laughs> stimulatingly well. <laughs> doesn't have the same no. effect. No. Bonus stalking points to fake Keith for saying she's missed me too. <laughs> points two go to Gene for, well, just being Gene. <laughs> it was nice to meet up with El Presidente again at Waterstones, but I ask... Where were the rest of you, beeps? <laughs> my trial-sized jar of Swarfiga stayed firmly in my pocket, along with Rohypnol and Viagra. <laughs> I think you've just answered your own question then. <laughs> my team of rage-infected monkeys are being prepared for their first outing. I have selected Patrick as the intended victim, making Jean read out his letter stating that Jean was his least favourite team member <laughs> on her birthday. Yes. You uh, have yeah. accepted his subsequent apology, but I accept nothing. <laughs> an attack on one of my special ladies attack on me <laughs> keep an eye out for the monkeys Patrick you have been warned <laughs> ahem breathe slowly in and out in and out one two three you're back in the room disturbing media coverage of the impending new series of Doctor Who that bastion <laughs> of unbiased and accurate reportage the Daily Mail <laughs> and an yes. opinion piece where some uninformed bint statement the news is sexy and yep. this has never happened before see, see the news earlier yes <laughs> oh dear I thought to myself do you know what I suspect this person is not wholly conversant with Doctor Who history <laughs> I consulted my reference books McFadden's smutmatic filter engaged. Oh dear. Blah blah blah. Polly. Blah blah blah. Slight twinge in my blah 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 blah. <laughs> Zoe. Blah blah blah. Hanging onto console. Blah blah blah. Feeling a bit uncomfortable. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Joe Grant. Blah blah blah. Length of skirt not really suitable for South Wales valleys. Blah blah blah. Reach for cushion to hide my blah 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 blah. <laughs> Sarah Jane Smith. Blah blah blah. Etching towards fridge. Blah blah blah. Nissa. Blah blah blah. Terminus. Blah blah blah. Reaching for the freezer door one handed. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Perry? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Losing vision. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Ice cube shaking. Blah, blah, blah. Ace? Blah. Blah, blah, blah. Floor getting slippery. Blah, blah, blah. Mass control? Blah, blah. Think of Bonnie Langford. 
Blah, blah, blah. Able to straighten up. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Color returning's normal. Blah, blah, blah. Rubber pants work to treat. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. The hands are embarrassing injuries unit, and I got back to the office within a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Dave has asked me to join him in his request for fake Keith to read out slash fiction. <laughs> I pointed out it had to be a two-hander, <laughs> isn't it always, between my two special cupboard ladies. Anyway, must go now. As I write, it's only five days to the new series of Doc 2, and I need to warm up. Body um, with you all, win. Thank you, win. Thank you, win. Good Hilda. Squelch. Damn it. <laughs> 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 well, what can we say about that? <laughs> no, not really. I think he just said it all himself. <laughs> and we have another late-breaking one here from a Gene. Oh, oh! High staggering stories. First time emailer, sometime contributor. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I really forget the action. I don't think I can. Yeah. I would. Unbiased, like to say how much I enjoyed the last podcast. <laughs> I'm sure this one will be excellent, even without the firm control of fake Keith and Gene. Calm down, Win. <laughs> 60 second recommendation. Oh. The Flashing Blade. <laughs> the TV series, I think. Yeah. Made in 1969, yes, that long ago, the serious voiceover version was aired on Saturday mornings in the 70s. Yeah, it was repeated with a funny, not, voiceover years later. The swashbuckling adventures of the daring Chevalier de Recchi, Rishi, I don't know, during the Franco-Spanish War... He stands up to the ravages of time with excellent cinematography and with serious and a well-played-out plot, even if one bullet can kill three people. <laughs> yeah. DVD released by Network. Got to fight for what you want. So, not with you tonight. Hello, Win. TTFN. Gene. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I think, some of the lyrics. Yes, it was indeed. Got to fight for what you want. Very familiar to anybody who listens to that other podcast. Yes, that <laughs> other podcast. <laughs> and I think we have a final bit of feedback. Good God. I should have to hand the laptop over to, to real Keith here. Oh. For it is from Chin. Ah. Oh. Right. Chin here. Please could you say hi for Mr. and Mrs. Chin. If you see this in time, we can. <laughs> uh, we're both very, very angry in general and would like to share our dysfunctional angst with you. Because could you send out an official warning to your benefactor, Lord McFadden, that he's scared of Mrs. Chin? He ought to thank his lucky stars that young Master Chin is still at boarding school. School, but he's coming back soon, and he's jolly beaty. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> you thank <Mr>. you, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that was all about, but it sounded scary. <laughs> it did. It scares me. And you were reading it. I uh, know. Mm. It scares me throat, most of all. <laughs> and just before we go, we have one special advert for you. Oh. Ooh. Tonight's podcast was brought to you by... Are you feeling tired? Run down? Do you want to treat yourself... Why not try the new Oosp from Cactus? <laughs> a thick, crunchy wafer. <laughs> soft, fluffy nougat. Mixed with only the best nuts. <laughs> covered in a rich, creamy milk chocolate. <laughs> try a new Cadbury's Oosp. It brings out the nut in you. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, uh, thank you. Yes, yeah. Thank you for that. Yes. We're all eating our oosp now. Oosp. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that just about... 
killed the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all I can say is that is the end of this you know, the podcast for this time. <laughs> but never fear, there'll be more of the same in the next one. More fun, frivolity, and jollity. <laughs> more news and reviews. More who old and new. Sending you. Yeah. So until that fateful time, it is me, Grumbly, saying, "Be seeing you." Goodbye. Oh boy. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 68, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, and Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker, and unless they're ripped and those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended. This podcast is now presenting production for www.staggeringstories.net. New Doctor Who! I'll just say Amazon Nakem. Well, um... And well, now you're, you're writing it down, I shall, I shall. Now for your delight and delectation. He doesn't do shorthand. But there again, I wouldn't be able to read shorthand, because I'd be no. sitting here going... <laughs> oh, I keep you hitting my bloody microphone. And so I've noticed I've whacked it a few times. I, I do apologise to everybody out there in listener land. My favourite pastime gurgles. <laughs> Goebbels. Gurgles. No, not gurgles. <laughs> <laughs> what you do in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> We're not going to go there. My favourite pastime gurgles. Sig bubble! Sig <laughs> little, yeah, little U-boats and the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There come the complaints. Yep. <laughs> I can see them flooding in now. Because you know it will end up in the end. <laughs> Good morning, you know. Tears. Oh, yeah. You should hear some of the bloomers he makes, but they don't end up at the end. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Take the fake Keith to start Eddie again for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, how's the bunions? The, oh, they're fine. Yes. Yeah. I can't say much about my piles. So. Oh, dear. Rubber ring. Rubber ring is Yes. There. How can I put it? I'm trying to find grope for words of this. Uh, grope for a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Spank my monkey. Uh, <laughs> that's going in the art. Um, stop it. You started it. <laughs> Excuse me, I've just buzzed. Hello? Uh, congratulations, you have interrupted the podcast. <laughs> Can you shout louder? Yeah, speaking to the mic. Say something. Um, hello? Hang on, try it again. Try that. <laughs> that was fake Keith interrupting the podcast. <laughs> yeah, apparently. No, it finished in a riot. Riot? They, a riot. They, they had to defer the uh, meeting. So Ooh. it might be going to take place behind closed doors. Really? What were they discussing? Right. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't say riot, riot, mm. but a verbal slanging match and yeah. descended into chaos. Yeah. That that was the cruelly one, not the one at Parliament. The one at Parliament was a lot earlier today. Ah. <laughs> oh, the council meeting. The council oh, meeting, right. yeah. Council, yes, yes. yes. Do not open your machine and play around with a soldering iron. Hmm. Soldering iron. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if he said soldering iron or sodding iron. But... I'd say that as a soldering iron. So, yeah, that's what I'm going for. Do, do, do the funky gimmick. The funky gimmick. We are here to show you how.